Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's time for old school with some young cats. Well, I'll at least group myself in as a young cat. Maybe a little bit older, but younger than the normal fellows over on old school. Although we will hear, hopefully, from Jay Foreman around 525. He said he's got a little bit of time for us today, so we'll yep. give him a call and uh, kind of break down some of the NFL matches coming up, some of the bowl games that are going on, and just the news and notes around Husker football. Uh, I was listening to a little bit of what you guys had on the happy hour. Part <laughs> due, right? Yeah. Twice the twice the love today for the happy hour in the last uh, few days. Um, and we've got quite an argument brewing, quite a conversation uh, stirring, I should say, about uh, the future of Nebraska football. So we'll just we'll just keep going with it. Now a new voice, absolutely my, my own here. Uh, but Nick, first of all, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. Holidays, and uh, uh, how, how are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, no, it was a really good conversation, Buck. Um, it got fiery, which was good. Um, it's it keeps things interesting, um, especially in the off season. But I don't know. It's there's so many ways that you can look at this and, and piece it together on on. Like I, I mentioned the the analogy of glass half full, glass half empty. You could say be in that group of okay, we're getting rid of a lot of people, we're doomed, or you can be in that glass half full group of saying, well, we are getting rid of a lot of people on this three and nine team. Maybe that's good. And and there's there's talks about you know mutual splits and and all this, and you can go multiple ways about it. And and I'm curious actually to hear your thoughts on it. I'm glad we're able to do this today. Yeah, it's always kind of fun to have you know different conversations with different people around the office. Uh, can kind of shine a new light on it. Um, and and it, it's it's kind of interesting. Usually, I think that uh, for for the, the the few fans I do have, my brother and my cousin, <laughs> uh, they at least liked over my years uh, that I would say what I feel. You know, yeah. it wasn't. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to <laughs> sell some clicks or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of believe in the team. Um, I I think I've lost a little bit of that edge because I think a lot of people are being quite honest about what they feel and it's it's not it's not great at this point in time um and to me i i always just call this whole thing an experiment because that's what it's got to be i mean that's kind of how trev alberts phrased it to begin with is that you're not going to have you know and i think he did a good job of getting out in front of this when mm -hmm. he said that there's not going to be a whole lot of numbers that's going to say this is going to you know head in the right direction um but you know it's scott so we're gonna get another shot he's a brother all that stuff you remember that uh was kind of fun but i mean unfortunately that's where you are i mean whether you want to argue you're losing a lot from a three and nine team or it's getting better the fact is you're you're a three and nine team losing a lot of draft talent and in generally that's not good um but hopefully some of the staff shakeups can uh, can bring some bring some help to that, and of course the lighter schedule. Um, but it, it's just fascinating because I think a lot of it for people, and it, it's really just kind of I would phrase it this way: I don't know if the Kool Aid's ever going to hit me this year. I, I mean, I think mm -hmm. that if I can get, um, I think that I'll be able to argue myself back up to a six and six type of thing if that's what you call Kool Aid. But 
I don't think that it's going to go much beyond that just because it's such an uphill battle. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, and I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know if the Kool-Aid and, – and we got this text earlier saying how once we get a transfer portal quarterback, the Kool-Aid will hit, and we can kind of you know, put this together. I, I don't think it will for me because this is the same staff, um, same guy in charge, I should say, and and I'm not advocating for him to be have been fired this last year or anything like that. So don't please don't put words in my mouth. But they have shown the the lack of ability to develop a quarterback, and right now they don't have a quarterback that they're very confident in. And so when you when you look at that, plus like you just said, you lose your draftable talent from a three a three and nine team. And yes, the schedule is a little bit easier. The the schedule is a, is a little bit easier for you. However, that's a weak, weak excuse in my opinion because I, I've mentioned before you're you're one and three against Purdue, you're one and three against Minnesota, you're zero and four against uh, Iowa, you're zero and three against Wisconsin. The, the teams that you're going to play every single year, you have not beaten with this draftable talent. And and at the beginning of the season, it was so different um, because it felt like this was the year they finally had it all together we heard way back in year two at the start of year two that quote they weeded out all the bad apples or they they got rid of all the bad apples but here they were they they did not make a bowl game and they had they failed expectations in year two so now you're here in year four you have a four-year starting quarterback you have um, a center and cam Jurgens coming back who let's be real had a had a pretty good season compared to his last year in terms of just snapping and then you have an experienced secondary and a good defense, and you're still three and nine. You can't beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Yeah, and and I in some ways the the players almost did more than what you thought they would. I predicted Nebraska would be six and six going into this mm-hmm. year, and again, that probably wasn't completely an honest prediction. It was like yeah. if all goes right, Nebraska can be six and six. But I, again, sometimes you don't see things coming. I didn't see JoJo turning into a second team All American. I, I, I no, didn't see no, that. No, so no, no. you know, I didn't. I didn't know if Cam Jurgens was going to be ready to leave early. I didn't know Austin Allen was going to be the Big Ten tight end of the year. You know, some of these. I mean, Samari Toure. That gamble certainly paid off. So I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things that went really right for Nebraska. And I just can't help going back to to saying or or looking at it. It's just a huge missed opportunity for this program, for specifically Scott Frost and and his staff to take off and to, to, to really that be the year. And it sucks, you know, that Nebraska's in that position. They used to be the team that could restock and you'd always have more all conference players kind of fill in those positions or, or hype around them. And there's just, it, you know, that hasn't been the case over the last five years. And you finally kind of put that class together with the help of a COVID year. Yeah. And just a lot of things had to fall into place to, so that you can have, point. you know, like six or seven guys that are, you know, draftable to a degree, which Nebraska hasn't had since around 2011, that big of a class. Mm-hmm. And it comes up with the worst season Nebraska's had, you know, winning percentage-wise since the 50s. So I had, I had forgotten that, that a lot of those guys from last year's team would not have been there without the COVID year. Yeah. That's that's wild to think about. It. And, yes, last year you lost a, a mainstay in the middle in Will Honus, a strong guy in the middle, I should say, not a mainstay. But, yeah, that that's really interesting that you said that because I, I forgot that they, they had some guys back um, – for just the COVID year. That's that's wild. But no, like you, you talked about a guy like Samori Toure. I don't know how sustainable it is or how realistic it is. Nebraska kind of just needed him to be their best receiver. And and I don't know if you can really rely on a guy every single year to come in and do that from the transfer portal. 
I don't know if that's a sustainable option. It's not sustainable. It's it's definitely a hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it had to it had to hit. I mean, between him, I mean, you had some options there. I, I think you had at least had you know that or hopefully Omar Manning would really bounce yeah. back or Xavier Betts would catch fire or whatever. <laughs> so they had some pieces there. But yeah, I mean, that's not something that's reliable. It is interesting as you, you speak about that speak about that position. I'm always kind of interested in the quarterback position. Um, that is obviously still open, and the idea there for a lot of people is get the guy that gives you the best opportunity to win next year because that's all that's mm-hmm. guaranteed to you, and, and certainly it looks like that's all going to be left for you unless they reach a bowl game. And I don't know if that's the best long-term plan as far as um, you know, if, knowing if Scott Frost is turning this thing around, maybe you can you know put some quote-unquote magic together and go seven and five or eight and four with the senior quarterback. But I don't know if it, you know if if having him lead the way is the best long-term plan for your quarterback. But I will say this: with the amount of names that have dropped into the portal, uh, even before bowl season, so a lot of these good teams, there might be a few more names dropping in there. Um, it looks more and more like an option that you could probably have a good pick. I mean, you're going to, everybody's going to want the same, you know, 10 to 20 guys that are on top of the portal. So that's where you run into your problem. But I'm not as worried about the longevity of a quarterback uh, specifically coming in next year as I maybe had been before, before looking at kind of the first year of the portal and and seeing its first full year kind of go and thinking, you know what? I mean, you're going to be able to grab a decent player from the portal just about every year, I think. Yeah, I'm curious because a lot of these guys that have been in the portal and left, those are the guys that Nebraska fans would have been excited about. You look in here, you don't think you you don't see a realistic reason that uh, Nebraska fans would be excited about a Chase Thompson from Texas. Um, Many people were torn about having the or the thought of Keaton Slovis be here. Um, and so I, I'm curious what, what happens there because you're not going to be, it's not going to be an exciting name that, that probably comes out. I mean, Emory Jones will probably come out or come into the portal after the portal Please or after no. the, after the bowl, bowl game. But yeah, exactly. And and then you wonder, there's so many unanswered questions about how this offense is going to be run. And th- that was one thing that me and Rico didn't talk about, but we talked about right after we ended our show was Logan Smothers. You have a guy in Mark Whipple who's known for airing it out. And so if they decide to stick with a guy like Logan Smothers, when in Iowa, again, the game against Iowa, when they asked him to throw the ball, he did not look sharp. No, now, I mean, that, they once completely again, built the big game plan around him running. You're, you're so. right. And so, and part of that, like I said earlier on my show, was that's not Logan's fault. The fact that Logan is not ready to be the starting quarterback is not necessarily all Logan's fault. And that's what's alarming about my, the whole thing to me. is because if they go in and this, this transfer portal doesn't work out, they have Logan Smothers and he's not ready. He may not be ready. I mean, I don't think – I think that you could build a game plan around him for it not to be awful. It's just – it's kind of what you expect at Nebraska out of your quarterback, right? Or what we expect Adrian Martinez to carry the offense. We've seen it with Tommy Armstrong and Taylor Martinez. Um, and so you, you just kind of have to lay it all in the feet of the quarterback. I think that if you had the right game plan or you could rely on the defense – If you, I, but the problem is if it's basically if you had other strengths, you wouldn't have to do that. I don't know if they have other strengths or at least enough of the other strengths to rely on. I mean, Iowa football is is the great example, like the antithesis of yeah. Nebraska, right, where they rely completely on special teams. Their offense was really rough. Um and even that, you kind of just rely on the run games because you didn't want to risk too much as far as turning the ball over through the air for Iowa. Um, but Nebraska is not going to have I, – I, I think that the hardest 
pill to swallow here is Nebraska is probably not going to have the defense that they had this year, mm-hmm. um, next year. And so you're not going to be able to, you know, in some game plans, they did that. I thought they did pretty well. You know, Michigan State, there's some game plans where they would kind of play conservatively yeah. finally for the Frost offense and let the defense keep them in the game. Um, and I just don't know if that's going to be available to them next year. And then you look at the running game. That's been a disaster. The offensive line's been a disaster. You can have some hopes that tied in a wide receiver, but you really have to have the quarterback throwing them the ball, which is the whole thing we're looking to try to lean on something else to begin with. So um, I think that it is going to be a very, very much quarterback centric offense once again. And, uh, I do, and, and that leads me to worry, especially about a pocket-style quarterback, because if you, if you have the same type of offensive line protection you had this year, that's going to get ugly. Well, and I, I'm getting told on the text line to calm down, because there's going to be 20 more quarterbacks that enter the portal. And, and I understand all that. I get that. And I understand that they also add that an All-American quarterback is not going to enter the portal for obvious reasons. I'm not expecting a, an All-American quarterback. But I'm saying, once again, you look at these missed opportunities, and, and then you think, okay, how long is this going to be drag, drug out? And if Nebraska adds a quarterback after spring ball, like after or, or right before spring ball, it didn't work for Tanner Lee. Like that, that the, the staff has not shown the ability to develop anybody in their room, in that quarterback room. And I understand Mario Verduzco is gone, and it's Mark Whipple now. I, I, I completely understand that. However, there's part of you that still is saying Scott Frost is the head guy in charge, and no, it hasn't progressed in the four years that they've been here, unfortunately. Well, even the great Mark Whipple hope, I mean, the problem with that is that Kenny Pickett wasn't this year's Kenny Pickett the first year under Mark Whipple. It took some time to get that, and they were changing the offense, but that's the same thing you're doing here. You're changing the offense with a new quarterback that you're throwing in there, um, you know, and and so it's going to take some time. I think he had 13 touchdowns and nine picks his first year, threw for over 3,000 yards. Not a bad year, but nothing that's going to um, really, you know, elevate Nebraska. You know, that that type of season wouldn't elevate Nebraska. Especially in a quarterback-centric offense. Yeah, and and it's going to be tougher to get those numbers against these Big Ten defenses Mm -hmm. than maybe it was against those ACC defenses. And then the other thing is you have to hope you have Kenny Pickett, who was a Heisman Trophy contender. Bingo, hope. So, I you mean, have to hope yeah. it works out. That's well, a whole other thing is you have to hope that it works out and that they find a guy that can come in and, and be sustainable and, and be a reliable option for exactly what they want to run. Yeah. And that's why I think this, again, I, I just go back to this as an uphill battle. I don't, I, I think it's a lot easier to convince yourself, as well it should be, coming off a 3-9 and nine season with a bunch of, you know, your best players leaving and a bunch of staff changes. Um, it'll be easier to argue this thing's not going to turn around than that it is. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's easy to put it down and, and, and make them think that it's not going to work. But at the same time, I mean... You know, it is it is football. You're going to have 11 guys yeah. across from 11. You, you know, it's it's a new go at it. Mark Whipple has had a lot of success, you know, in, in his previous stops. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to all come together for Nebraska. It's almost just kind of a few things have to fall into place because we're talking about getting potentially to six and six. I don't think anybody's talking about winning the West next year. It's just about turning this program in the right direction. I think that there's enough talent on the roster for that to happen. But of course it's, it's, it's all hard to envision without knowing who's going to be lining up at quarterback, but even with Logan Smothers in there that, but that's part of the problem is do you expect 
Scott Frost to finally get what he should have out of his roster when after last mm-hmm. season was the worst example of getting the you know the total wins that you needed compared yeah. to the roster that you had. Well, and and somebody pointed Rubber Duck from LinkedIn pointed out that that Logan needs to mature and I I completely agree and and develop in the offense. However, my whole thing is he was here for two he's been here for 2 years. And it's how long do you do you ride with him as your starting quarterback? And if that's the that's the way they're going, that's totally fine. But have confidence because this or this last season they didn't have confidence in him. Yeah, and you got to wonder, and and people you know kind of avoid talking about it too much, but kind of what's going through Logan's head right now because exactly. there's not a whole lot of confidence put on him. I think that there's certainly an opportunity, especially if you get a pocket style quarterback mm-hmm. and he gets hit several times you're going to need logan smothers not just for possessions but for games next year um so they got to do a good job of keeping his confidence up and you know hopefully there is some self-awareness for him there that he's um that they at least need to bring in some a veteran competitive edge to it and that to be completely honest I, I, like you, am a little bit worried about the transfer portal that the best names may have gone by. And the, and so that when you bring in the type of names, um, unless you're talking about maybe, again, the top three names on the portal, after yeah. that, um, I think it's competition for Logan rather than, okay, here's the starter. I think I don't know how many guys even left out there in the portal right now you would consider the starter over Logan if you brought him in right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like, like I just said a couple minutes ago, is there? I don't know if there's a name, and, and you just said it, that would excite you, and you're you're relying on this transfer portal addition at quarterback. If they are pitching to these guys, hey, you're going to come in and be the starter. Number one, they're not coming, which is worrisome. Number two, you're putting all your eggs into this basket because let's let's be real, you have one year, you have one year, and you have to you have to have this work out. It has to work out, and and by work out we mean six and six. Yeah, which not is asking for which a lot. <laughs> not asking for a lot. But at the end of the day, if you're not confident in Logan Smothers and that's what Nebraska's stuck with, how is this com- this coaching staff supposed to um, tell or have confidence towards the fan base or speak confidence into the fan base? How is it supposed to speak confidence into the players, including Logan Smothers, when Logan Smothers hears how they're going to the portal for a quarterback? How, how is anybody supposed to play together and, and be on a team and find success, relative success, in terms of 6-6, six and six, when it when you know that just five months ago in the offseason, your coaching staff wasn't encouraged by your performance through two years of being here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm always I'm still amazed by the, the the Husker fans that showed up and paid more than a hundred dollars in the secondary market, almost 150 to go mm-hmm. watch Nebraska and Iowa after it was revealed that Scott Frost would would be back. Yeah. Um, they they have the support of the of the of the of the Husker Nation. Um, and in more in, in, you know, numerous polls by much higher people really? in the media have I've seen, um, you know, are, want this extra year for Frost, mm-hmm. want to see him get another opportunity. I'm I'm I'll go ahead and say it. I probably wouldn't have. I, I no. would have waited till the end of the season um, to make my decision. And, and once three and nine <laughs> kind of going the dice come up three and nine, I think I would have moved on. But um, it. For what it's worth, I like that the, the fact that they at least cut the, the buyout. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that they could put together enough of a plan that it's worth the attempt. And that's that's where that big missing piece of the quarterback still you kind of wait and see because I like what they've done enough with the, the hires, um, bringing in Mark Whipple. Um, you know, I think Donovan Royal has got a nice future. 
that's not necessarily part of the reason why I'm too excited about it, but yeah. I like the Riolas, <laughs> so there is always yeah. that. But Mickey Joseph and Whipple kind of being the main main reason why so far I think that it's been a pretty solid offseason for them. Um, but that last big piece was the quarterback. If it's, mm-hmm. okay, Keaton Slovis, I'll throw him here. I personally don't even like pocket quarterbacks, but you say, okay, a guy that's been in the Heisman race, a guy that's thrown for 30 touchdowns in a season – Last time Nebraska quarterbacks done that, I don't think ever. Yeah, so things that you can point to. Yeah, so actual like okay, all right. There's I, I wasn't really on board with this, but okay. Now that the, now that there's the, this these ingredients in this recipe, mm-hmm. I can I can get on board with it. I just I think they're running out of options there in the transfer portal as far as who that would be, and and I'm interested to see how much it, how much it continues to add to it because the bolt season. I mean, these teams are. I, I think you're going to get more than anything kind of backups at different schools, so maybe yeah. that can uh, jolt some excitement for you. Um, but there wasn't too many backups for me that were going to be too exciting. Maybe Quinn Ewers, you know, those type of guys. Yeah. But uh, they went they went off and they went early. So. I, I just don't know if there's that big-name guy out there. Um, so you have to, again, sell it with what the well, recipe you do have that you did get, which is uh, Whipple and Joseph, and hopefully uh, the coaching staff is, can change more than maybe the quarterback. But we'll see. I mean, they could still get something. Yeah, and well, and after this season, I mean, going back to this coaching staff and having one year left, and, and at, what would you have done if you were the athletic director after the 3-9 and season and year four and stuff like that? I mean, after this season, there's no other, there's no excuses of why, of, of, or no reasons that you'll be able to say, um, why you should give him another year if it doesn't work out. The whole, there, you can't, you can't stick on that, that, um, reason of Adrian Martinez has been the quarterback the whole time. You can't say that. You, you can't point to anything and say, well, if we give him another year, this guy's going to leave. And that, that's done. That's done. You have five years. To change a program at Nebraska, and you can say whatever you want about this previous staff, but as far as I'm concerned, they made a bowl game. And through the first five years, think about Mike Riley. Yeah, yeah, Mike Riley. And I was not a fan of Mike Riley. Mike Riley needed to go. And once again, we can always go back to this whole everybody was on board with Scott Frost being hired. Oh well, yeah, yeah, and, and including myself. So going back, you wouldn't have changed it. However, you're through five years, and sometimes it's just not working. And it just doesn't work. And at some point, you have to, you just have to move on. Yeah, and, and, I, and there's nothing you can continue to. You you can't keep giving chances and expecting it to be fixed. When, in terms of just strictly work wins and losses, it's regressed. Oh yeah, and and it's been very disappointing to watch Nebraska fall into a place where a three and nine coach would come back. I'd never yeah. thought I'd see three and nine to begin with, but a three and nine in a retained coach. Uh, very interesting <laughs> times for Nebraska. And folks are fo- there's going to be some folks next year that are happy and thrilled with seven and five. Oh yeah, and yeah. That, I, that just, I will be, and I yeah. never thought I'd be there either. But it is what it is for Nebraska football. Uh, we'll talk plenty more about it in the in the coming segments. But uh, I want to get specifically to the draft because we've talked about draft eligible guys. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put our our, our t- Mel Kiper Jr. hats on or Todd McShay hats and try to break it down. Uh, see who we would pick first. Try to give an, a, a guesstimate on the round that we would select some of these guys that are draft eligible for the Huskers. We'll do that next year on. Uh, well, th- what is this? this this is old school. school. This is old school on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.